twisted hank of fair hair into the pocket of his coat. He'd wanted to meet Stephen Gallagher face to face, and he had. As he made his way back toward his hotel, Gideon tried to equate the Stephen he'd just encountered with the desperado the Central Pacific wanted to see tried and hanged. The two images simply wouldn't go together. After all, considering what had been done to his innocent young sister two years before, Gallagher had every right to be furious. Few people would have blamed him if he'd shot Gideon, but he'd only executed a gut punch for God's sake. Was this the revenge of a vicious criminal? Inside his room, Gideon considered forgetting the whole idea of arresting Stephen Gallagher. Perhaps his time would be better spent if he just divorced Willow, went back to New York, and set about straightening things out with Daphne. He sat down on the edge of the bed and braced his head in his hands. Why the devil had he agreed to come out here, where he didn't belong in the first place? Why had he promised to bring in Stephen Gallagher? Gideon sighed. He had promised, though. He had given his word. And that had to be respected, despite the fact that he liked the man, liked his father, and felt something disturbingly beyond liking for Willow. In near despair, Gideon kicked off his boots, unbuttoned his shirt, removed his trousers. He couldn't help drawing a parallel between himself and Benedict Arnold. The next morning, groggy from the excess of whiskey and the sleepless night, Gideon put on his best clothes and set out for Judge Gallagher's impressive house. Willow stared at the disembodied mustache that Gideon had presented to her, in her father's entry hall, and then tried to suppress the smile of understanding that tugged at one side of her mouth. Stephen had won the belongings of an actor once in a poker game. Obviously, he was making use of the costumes. Gideon arched an eyebrow, watching her closely. Willow, recalling what her father had told her the day before, stiffened. This man was not the dashing and chivalrous Lancelot of her fantasies, and she must keep that in mind. Gideon was in Virginia City to find and arrest Stephen. Furthermore, he was base enough to use Willow herself to achieve this end. Where did you get such a thing? She asked coolly, handing the mustache back to Gideon. He smiled wanly, and she felt a tug in the deepest regions of her heart. It was given to me by a Scot I met in a saloon last night, he answered along with a rather forceful message. Willow longed to shove Gideon back out onto the porch and slam the door in his face, but she didn't dare. After all, this scoundrel was Avadni's cherished son, and as such, he was welcome in the household, no matter what. Does this have some significance, or are you merely trying to bore me to death, Mr. Marshall? Gideon laughed. Does your brother often disguise himself as a peddler and walk among the law-abiding, Mrs. Marshall? He countered. Willow grimaced at the reminder of her legal bond with this man. I asked you not to call me that, she snapped. She was turning away, intending to abandon this unwanted guest to his doting mother, who would soon descend the stairs when he caught her elbow in his hand and forced her to stay. I've been thinking about our situation, Mrs. Marshall, he announced in an undertone, a muscle growing taut in his freshly shaven jaw.
Perhaps it would be a good idea if we lived together as man and wife. Willow stared at him in amazement. What? He lifted one shoulder in a shrug. You've set some very stiff conditions, such as my remaining faithful to you. I am not a celibate man, my dear, and if I cannot share your bed, I will, I promise you, share someone else's. Willow felt a warm glow in her cheeks, and she tried to pull free of his grasp to no avail. You may sleep with whomever you please, Mr. Marshall, she said. And even though she knew what a wretch this man was, the image of him lying in another woman's arms filled her with searing pain. I really don't care what you do, as long as I can be free of you at the first possible time. His hazel eyes assessed her, skimming, it seemed, over her very soul. How you've changed since yesterday, when you were demanding my fidelity. I didn't know what you wanted then.